You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW and 106.1 KZCC Conroe and worldwide on the IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon and welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony Lynn Collins and Cheryl Ellsworth-Jahani, we are two Texas licensed attorneys, and we are here every Tuesday on 104.5 and 106.1, and you can watch us live on Facebook, uh, answering your legal questions, helping you through any kind of legal situation that you may find yourself in, and we do this as a, a community service for our listeners. We know we have a lot of you, and we're, we really appreciate you listening uh, we are excited today because we have a special guest. Uh, his name is Steve, Stephen Gordon, and he's the national president of Lemonade Day. Stephen Gordon, he's an executive with a proven history in nonprofit, entrepreneurial, and corporate endeavors and a long rec- and long recognized as a thought leader. I like that, Stephen, long recognized as a thought leader. He embodies the entrepreneurial spirit and always had the bug for work. And, you know, you and I were talking a little bit before the show about Lemonade Day, and and your goal is to internationally empower kids and give them maybe a bug for work and help them understand the structure of it and how to accomplish that. So can you give us a little bit of introduction to what Lemonade Day is? Oh, of course, Cheryl. Thank you for having me here today. Oh, we're glad you're here. Yeah, this is um, um, a really important... um, juncture in our country's uh, um, economy and history as we enter into um, um, a, new, a new time and, and place for um, our workforce. So Lemonade Day um, started 11 years ago in Houston in 2007 as an idea um, founded by entrepreneur Michael Holthaus and his wife Lisa. It was um, born around the idea that their daughter, who wanted a turtle, would need to earn her own money to purchase that turtle. Mm -hmm. And Michael, being an entrepreneur, um, saw that his daughter's first attempt was a struggle and did not work out. But he thought, you know what? I'm doing an injustice by not showing her how to do this. I'm an entrepreneur. Right. And around the structure of teaching her how to do a lemonade stand, the light bulb went off for him. And he recognized that this was a great teaching moment and a great way to take something forward to teach thousands of kids how to run and start a business for themselves. And so um, in Houston, the first Lemonade Day was launched and with a couple thousand lemonade stands. And now 11 years forward, Lemonade Day is in 80 licensed markets, hundreds of cities from Hawaii all the way to Nome, Alaska, uh, to Bermuda, Puerto Rico, and South Africa and growing. So, That's incredible. Yeah. So, you know, after 11 years, 11 years, massive amount of traction. And it happened right here in Texas, not far from where in we Houston, are. Houston, right? Yeah. And there are kids in Conroe who've participated for sure. I mean, this, this is a, a well known, um, proven program that we make available for free for ki- kids and their parents in school, after school, and youth organizations. The hallmark of the program really is based on this incredible evidence that experiential learning for kids is very, very, very productive. Kids really get a lot out of being able to do something um, that they actually have ownership around and that when they um, actually get involved in it, 
Um, it's more than just pitching or um, learning in a classroom. The grit of actually coming together, creating a plan, working the plan, and then celebrating it by earning earning the the, the opportunity to spend some, save some, and share some is, is an spend some, save some, share some. You mean with the proceeds that they get from their lemonade stand? Right from the profit of their lemonade stand. I mean, the reason why the program is successful to, to a degree is that the kids get to self-direct what they do with their own money. This is not the a parent making a decision for the kids. Even at young ages, we encourage through our curriculum that kids get to decide what they're going to do with their money. So it's powerful in a lot of ways because it's the first time that kids really get to earn money on their own, but then they learn how to be responsible with the money. So they're getting financial literacy, they're getting business literacy, and they're doing it with a fun program. So it's strategic. The Mm -hmm. kids don't know it, but really what we're doing is building a great base, a lifelong lesson of learning on how to manage your money. So it's... it's, Well, Stephen, it's mm -hmm. it's how to manage your money, but also how to think through how to structure a business and earn that money. And then once you get the money to manage it, am I understanding that that's your goal? Well, think about this. I mean, there's around a business, everything that you need is an eliminate stand from determining location to determining how you're going to price your product, how you're going to pay for your product, what you're going to charge, how you're going to build your recipe, what, what are all the pieces that a business needs to know? Even going to get a lender, we even have a structured lesson on how to go find a lender and how to pay that lender back and what that looks like. So the expectation is for the kids to really engross themselves in what they're doing and really get to know their product and their service. And there's oh, What age of children are we talking about here? Right. Well, so what we've learned is kids really in the third, fourth, and fifth grade really do really well with the program. But we even start with the kindergartners because there's never a bad So we're talking time. about six-year-olds, yeah, five-year-olds, six-year-olds. K through five. Mm-hmm. But really the third, fourth, and fifth grade kids are the ones who are our... are um, Your primary, primary target? target market, yeah. What's the oldest kid you've ever led in your program? Well, like, would you let me in your program? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I've been in meetings before, and um, maybe like with a group of, of bankers, and we'd be standing around, you know, we'd stand around just sort of having a, a good chat after the meeting, and uh, we'll be having a conversation, and I will say, all right, amongst our group, you know, raise your hand if you've done a P&L. Oh, yeah, I've done a P&L. GL, oh, no problem. So how many of you have written a business plan in the last 10 years? Arms, hands down. Mm-hmm. You know, running a business plan is, is very strategic to launching your career and your business and having an understanding how that all comes together. And, and the whole concept of what we do is really because it's not taught at home and it's not taught in schools. Well, Tony and I have yeah. talked about this many times. You know, mm-hmm. she was so excited, I told you, mm-hmm. that she was reading up on Lemonade, Dan- mm-hmm. Lemonade Day before I ever heard of it. And she said over and over, I want to do it. They These kids learn so much, I want to do it. Right, Tony? Yes. And um, now the founder's name is Michael Holt- Holthouse. Holthouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him on a, a TED, mm-hmm. is what happened when I was procrastinating yeah. oh, one right. night when I should have been doing something else. Yeah. And I was mesmerized by what a great idea this was. I was like, why, why didn't this happen before? Particularly right in Houston. I think Cheryl and I were talking earlier about how we believe that this area of the country is the center of the universe. No, I said I thought it could be Dallas because that's where I'm from. Well, yeah. you know, but we just, no, I agree. We you know, just I live a here. Movie. It was unplanned. Mm-hmm. We found out the girl that uh, that wrote the book was an Aggie. Of course, my husband's an Aggie. Mm-hmm. And then, but what I was reading about um, his background and how he helped his daughter along, I was like, 
I want to do that. I mean, I, that I immediately like Michael Holthouse's background. Uh, right, his background. When he did the TED, I was like, wow, this guy's such a down to earth guy. Mm-hmm. And this idea just grabbed me, and I was like, why didn't I think of that? This is amazing. And um, but how much it helps that it would help kids, and I know it already has. Oh yeah. And I was thinking about my own kids that I wish that they had had that. Me too. Opportunity. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, we all have our stories about what we did to try to make money when we were kids. Oh, yeah. So desperate. Selling to, our toys to our parents yeah, well, was I, the, like the number one well, thing. No, I, no, my parents were, maybe they were a little my bit like My kids were always house. trying to sell their toys to me. My kids and were not, my parents give it back. anything. It was like, you're going to make it on your own. I was like, what am I going to do? So we made these little potpourri things. We went door to door trying to sell them right around the time when Jerry Lewis had his telethons and stuff. But um, but we didn't have a business plan. Yeah. We didn't we didn't make a right. lot of. Right. We had no. We just knew that we. The only business plan we had was the Bobby Sherman Fan Club. It was like okay, so this is not a business plan. And so Bobby it kind of fell Sherman apart. Fan Club. But, oh lord. Yeah, and I, I was like, believe it or not, I was like, really, I wanted to be like the president, but I was younger, so the the mean girls kind of booted me out. But anyway, um, that being said, the the business plan of of Lemonade Day, the the whole concept of making that kind of dumbing it down or so that it could be understandable. Or simplifying by. it. Yeah, but right. the thing is, is that it's such a good plan from what I read that really it would be good for adults. Anybody should be using this. No, no doubt about it. I, I think we know the knock-on effect is on the families as well. I mean, if you could imagine, I'm, and I'm painting a picture for you because we tell this through a story, but I know firsthand seeing kids come in, taking the workbooks home, and coming and sitting at the kitchen table and opening up the book with their parents who are working paycheck to paycheck, but yeah. have a great idea for business and been saving up their money, but have no idea that there is, there is there's a way to create a plan. But mm-hmm. first off, you gotta set your goal. What is that that you want? And, and then around that goal, create the plan. And so these kids are taking these books home, they're opening them up. And they're sharing the content with their parents, and the light bulbs are going off. Mm-hmm. With the parents. With the parents. <laughs> and they show up at our events, and they're telling us how this has changed their lives. Yes. Now, mm-hmm. I, That's I can tell incredible. you, uh, personally, I know these stories because mm-hmm. I see them. Mm-hmm. I, I know other, of other stories, and then the stories that are sent to us of the parents writing how I've seen a change in my child. You know, they have so much confidence, their schoolwork, and for my family and I, we didn't know that we could start a business. We always had the asset, but we didn't know how to apply it or what mm-hmm. to do with it. Right. So, yes. Little mini UT grad program, you know, to be is basically what it is. Well, absolutely. And I think what we're finding now is that working with Bauer School in Houston mm-hmm. and Rice University with their uh, master's program, uh, the students that are coming out of those programs are finding profound ways to uh, apply what they've learned. So they're learning in the classroom, but they've never really applied it in a, in, in this kind of a way. And th- they themselves are telling us that, you know, I have learned all of this, but I've never been able to apply it, and I'm applying it These as a student. These are students that are in college? Right now, in college. Wow. And they're mm-hmm. helping mentor kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, so they learn <laughs> it, and then they go mentor kids? Yes. Okay. So they're actively in schools oh, and great. working with kids. They're helping us with registration. They're doing a lot of things. Actually, our program is hosted in, in the license format that we have by universities like George Washington University, Hmm. Baylor, University of Southern California, um, University of Ohio just joined, 
Um, so there are many universities that do the program in their communities. It's a great bridge to the community. I love that it's, it's exactly the way you should set up a It takes all of the scariness out of setting uh, up a business program. Absolutely. And so the students, not only are they doing um, a great job of mentoring, but they're also having to set up the program within the they're university. They're learning. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're having to market. Mm -hmm. They're having to go find business owners who participate. They've got to work out transportation. They've got to... No, it, co it covers everything. everything. So multi-levels, mm -hmm. this program has affected kids, parents, communities, college students, grandparents. So it's very powerful. And you kind of look at it, oh, it's just a lemonade stand. But it's more than just a lemonade stand. And so... As we are growing our program, we're now looking to see, you know, can we jump cultural divide? Can we, where does this work? Where else can it work? Mm -hmm. And how many people can we get involved? And so I'm on this mission mm -hmm. to make a movement. And around this movement now is this whole thing going on with these legislatures across the, st across the states and, you know, started with uh, Utah, um, which was really a three-line passage that created this bill that um, allowed lemonade stands to operate in Utah without any um, permitting. And then Colorado, and now Texas, and New Jersey's following. So, you know, this this is a recognition that kids really need to be able to do their businesses. Yes. And, be, be, you yeah. know, I really want to talk to you about the legislation. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I read something that your House bill, I think it's House Bill 234. Correct. Um, was one of the best house bills ever written or something. Yeah. <laughs> but um, before we get into that, I remember something years ago about how kids can't even have lemonade stands anymore. Yeah. Do you remember there was some sort of a... Yeah, there was a little bit of a brouhaha. So this was in 2015, actually in Overton, Texas is where it happened. So, uh -huh. so really what happened was some kids had some lemonade and some popcorn and they were in their front yard and they were trying to raise money um, to go to a water park. So their father could take him to water park. I mean, yeah, like fun, I like mean, thirty dollars or right. something. Yeah. So there's a goal. It's expensive. I, right. I, I, they had a goal. This mm -hmm. is what we want, mm -hmm. and we're going to go sell enough mm -hmm. lemonade to buy the tickets. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they get shut down um, by the police, but basically the police basically said, you know, you need a permit, um, and that. And how old were these kids? So these kids were young. I mean, you know, they're probably. Eight, nine, or ten. I don't know the exact age, but from what I understand, really young. Okay. I mean, very young. They were supervised. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, so it's a pop-up business that attracted some attention. And, um, you know, it was just a pl passing police officer. Nobody called him. He was just passing by. He just stopped and said, uh, hey, yeah. kids, you'll need a permit to sell the lemon. Did you hear about this? No. Yeah. yeah. Listen. Um, and, and really, it's really, it's outrageous, right? Yeah. But okay, but understand this. There's a little bit of nuances going on what happened. So um, it's really about the sweeping law that came through. It was called the Texas Food Establishment Rules. And um, it was developed by the Department of State Health Services here. Um, and maybe in the 60s, we believe, is what happened. Mm -hmm. And the, these rules were to prohibit... Um, certain foods of that were made out of the home that could make people sick, potentially. Okay. Um, it was an administrative rule. Okay, so we got to be very clear on this. Nobody is going to be dumb enough to create mm -hmm. a law, let's say, that's yeah. going to come out of our House or Senate. It was an administrative rule created by bureaucrats mm -hmm. who didn't really understand what they were doing right. and what the knock-on effect was going to mm -hmm. be. Um, so what you, was the purpose? 
So really it was to restrict certain foods that could make you ill. Yeah, but was that really the purpose? Well, I mean, he would come up with that. You know, there are Somebody of, got sick from a tamale or well, something? No, because we have no evidence of anything like that oh, happening. Oh, you're kidding. Right. So, um, so this was really why it's considered to be illegal. It's uh -huh. an administrative rule. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. It's not a law. Okay, so we've been, so we've been chugging along with this for a while. Mm -hmm. And so in around 2009, a bunch of bakers came together and they approached their legislators demanding a legal, a legal vehicle um, for starting small baking businesses out of their homes. Okay? Okay. So now we start seeing cottage law. Okay, right. Uh -huh. And we know that cottage law is actually a good thing. Right. Because it mm -hmm. does allow people to create um, uh, businesses. Well, that, when there's a grassroots need, right. then you start getting these cottage laws because people want to do so-and-so. Well, I mean, that's it, what exactly. America was based on. Absolutely. Right. You know, free enterprise. So. Yeah. And now this was Dan Geddes. I don't know if you remember him from 2009. I do remember yeah, him. Right. So yeah. Dan was the one who started going. But, you know, what? unfortunately, it kind of got killed. Um, and it was actually Harris County's health department that killed him. All right. So, Tony, this is the center of the universe. Right, we are. Yeah. <laughs> but let me ask this. Where's yeah. Overton? Over Overton's uh, close to Tyler. Okay. okay. Fairly close to Tyler. Okay. So North Texas. Okay. All right. So this, this Baker's Cottage Law got killed. Right. So and why? Do you know why? Um, you know, it had something to do with uh, something behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. That's all we know. I'm yeah. sure it was something about kids, yeah. uh, anybody that's competitive not wanting having that roadblock from some other competitor coming oh, in. Oh, right. Possibly. And, you know, but at the, but I'll tell you, though, it was sort of those kind of moments that kind of kicked off the idea that there was some issues with uh, personal freedom and entrepreneurship. Right. Okay. okay. So this kind of started it all. Mm -hmm. In 2013, um, an expanded cottage food bill was filed. And um, what happened was they included more foods than just baked goods and jams and jellies. They included candy, popcorn, vinegar, dry mixes, and more. The bill passed, and almost unanimous consent became law September 1st of 2013. So you take these two bills. You've got the cottage, mm -hmm. uh, cottage, Texas Cottage Food Law, and you put that together with the Texas Food Establishment Rule, and you sort of have an umbrella of a law. Okay. Um, and basically... Um, as long as the food you're making is, um, not, one, on the list of allowed foods, and two, does not require refrigeration to keep from spoiling, then the food is something you're allowed to make at home and sell in the proper location with the proper labeling. Interesting. Now, where's okay. that list? So you can go online, mm -hmm. and you can find it under the um, Texas Food Establishment Rules. Okay. So there is a list of things you can uh -huh. and can't have. Okay. So guess what you can't have? Lemonade. Right, because it's a fruit juice. Oh no! But it's a, but it's one of those fruit juices that has acid in it that kills everything. Yeah, well, absolutely. So <laughs> citric. But honestly, um, and interestingly, so the Texas Department of State Health Services issued a um, a uh, um, sort of like a um, an update. Uh, a clarification. They called it a regulatory clarification. Okay. And this is sort of a deep buried kind of, I had to dig to find this. And mm -hmm. it was just one of the things that I was working on because I was approached by a uh, representative in Colorado who wanted to create a bill. And she thought Texas was a good place to go. She had heard that the city of Austin had passed, city council had passed an ordinance allowing kids to do lemonade stand whenever they want because lemonade day in Austin was so vigorous in their presentation and 
their ability to prove that nobody was getting sick and the kids were benefiting. They had to the prove no one was getting well, sick on lemonade. <laughs> well, what they were doing, yeah, they had great evidence. And so the city councilwoman... Um, in Austin in or Austin, Denver? In Austin. Mm -hmm. said, you know what, this is crazy. You're having to come back every single year and yeah, ask right. us and we have to create this. Let's just get this through. And so she was. Now, I'll, I'll come back to that Who in a minute. Who was that? Do you remember? Traxler. Okay. Right. Who did not run again in this term. Okay. But a phenomenal... Uh, she saw that it was it, there was such a high benefit and almost no downside, and it was just ridiculous paperwork to have to get a permit well, each year. Absolutely, and she's an, she has an entrepreneurial background. Mm -hmm. She's pro business. Well, the pro kids, kids right, obviously, all for kids, right? Uh -huh. So they they reached out to us. We mm -hmm. have a great presence, and I said, well, let me help you with this. And so I dug this up. So this is called PSF PSRFSGRC number seventeen, and basically what it says <laughs> is, hey guys. Um, you know, lemonade stands don't pose a credible health risk. Health yeah. risk. We don't <laughs> need to be doing this. But unfortunately, our hands are tied because we do not, because of the way that the, the statute, administrative. Yeah, we can't, we aren't the ones who can say you can do it. We're just telling you that we think there is no, there's no harm. So they gave and who opinion. said this? Who so said this was this the this? Texas Department of State Health Services. Okay. And so they're in support of this. And, and so, so obviously, you've got the health, the Texas State Health Services saying it's not an issue. Okay, so we're beyond the, the, the fact that there are any health issues, okay, because that's not an issue. Mm -hmm. So if, if, that, if that was an issue, we've, we've got pretty strong evidence. In fact, we know that even uh, Forbes did a study um, today, and they claim, and this is Forbes 2014, there have not been a single report of food board illness regarding a cottage food product. Hmm. Since wow. 2040, and that's that's everything. That's not everything, just right? Mm -hmm. So I think we can. That's surprising, right. actually. So I, I safely say, let's take that off the table. Okay. 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 But so why lemonade stands, right? So what is with lemonade stands? So the cottage food law doesn't prohibit lemonade stands, as has been reported in the media. I just we need because it has been right. Right. It's the, the cottage food law is an enabling mechanism that allows people to start certain kind of food businesses from home. So lemonade stands are prohibited by the pre-existing Texas food establishment rule. Right, the administrative right. rule. Uh -huh. That's what it is. Because nobody's saying, and this is why I love about Texas, you can't have a business. Go, don't go do a business. They just don't get a permit. Right? Exactly. But now there are permits. And what we're saying is, okay, you know, do kids really need to pay that permit? Do they need to go seek that permit? Because what right. you're asking to get a permit on is for a permanent business establishment, for a business that has, you know, the kitchens and everything right. else. Yeah, but couldn't it be the uh, the umbrella of Lemonade Day, you know, the, the organization? So we do that. Okay. The, the thing is, we do Lemonade Day around a community event, painting the town yellow. So like in Houston and Galveston, May 4th, mm -hmm. and Houston is also extended to May 5th. So it's 4th and 5th. Right, and then we got Dallas on the 4th, and we've got San Antonio, we got Austin. 20 or so cities license markets in Texas. But they're all doing it different dates, and they really do it on one day. So they go get an exemption from their health department and the municipality, and they make it a couple days around it because mm -hmm. we want all the kids to come out at the same time so right. the community can support them. Mm -hmm. So what happens outside of these dates? Why can't kids go oh, out onto the right. square, come right out here at Conroe, mm -hmm. right. come out of this beautiful square? And you know what's happening anyway. They're just, and, right, you know. and let them sit up with permission of the business owner, not mm -hmm. blocking a right-of-way, right. which is owned by the mm -hmm. city, and let them 
get the taste of entrepreneurship. Let them feel the power of owning their business. And what right. happened? And There's well, no reason can't for that. Because right now, without a permit, a permit. Right. well, you've got to get a permit. So what we're saying is, let's let's get these kids do their businesses without the permit. Let them have that opportunity, and let's lower the barrier here so that they can do the business. And, and so where are you at on that? So where we are. Thank you before, very much for before asking. Before you ask that, can <laughs> I, I ask this yes, sure. just for our listeners? Yeah. What is the, how long does it take? What is the steps to getting a permit? How cumbersome is that? Well, it depends on the municipality. It's really about, um, well, let's just say that some don't even allow it. So like Tyler, you can't even do it. Okay, period. it's impossible. Okay, impossible. I've got to ask why. That's yeah, ridiculous. Well, that's a qu- good question for them. Tyler, I yeah, mean, of all why? places. No, why Tyler? Why? Well, I bring why? up Tyler. I don't know because we know that we've tried to start Lemonade Day in Tyler and it didn't happen. But I can tell you about states where you can't even do where it. Where is Earl sitting. Campbell when you need him? Oh, right, right. <laughs> we, we, we do. We, I'm, I, I used to be an Euler cheerleader. I'm going to get with Earl. Earl has got to step in here and get Tyler straightened well, out. That's ridiculous. I, I would think that that would be a, a phenomenal place for us to start. But um, <laughs> I need people like uh, the Earl. Yellow Rose. Yeah, yes. I mean, you know, that is somebody. I mean, that's why uh, we're, I'm so excited. Because, you see, I see this as an opportunity. Yes. I don't see this as an issue. This is an opportunity. This is ridiculous. You even have to get a permit for a lemonade stand. Every, I know, all of Tony. us did something like that I know. when we were kids. But you know what? It's talking about lemonade stands and kids doing businesses. And that's what excites you me. You know what it's doing? It's teaching people to get around and break the law because they're going to do it anyway. Or at least I would. Right. I'd be telling my kids, that's ridiculous. You need a permit for one day? Let them come talk to me about it. And, of course, they'd probably lock me up. But. Well, they will, <laughs> well, they will probably tell you to take it down and move on. But you know what? If you were at a regular bit, you know, and I think this kind of like trickles into the, the conversation that I've had with a lot of folks is that, you know, we're starting with lemonade stands. There are other businesses that need the same kind of help. Yes. I think right. this, this exertion of, of um, these, these rules that are so cumbersome that businesses have a hard time starting. This, the, what you had said earlier in the show mm. was exactly right. You have to have that um, ability to test it, to experiment, to go forward. And uh, all songwriters have to start somewhere writing mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. I was watching mm-hmm. the Country Music mm-hmm. Awards, and I think Kes- Casey Musgrave was saying how she was challenged to write a song, but that wasn't what she normally did. But it's the same thing with Lemonade Stands and anything else that you started as a kid, because that's how, how champions are made. And that they're, they're handcuffing uh, the kids. This is absurd. I mean, I'm, I, didn't, I didn't realize it was that. Yeah. Hard. So I well, mean, I mean, also yeah. what you said too is about uh, businesses. How businesses and sole proprietorships and all of that. Mm-hmm. The the process can be so cumbersome that it inhibits people that have talents to do things. Well, you know, you know, just some of the fees are a, a no starter. Yeah. I, you know, there are certain fees that I think you know for life safety are important. We're not going to diminish just, that importance. But they make sense. They and make they're sense. logical. This but there's doesn't. so many that are really just a taxation. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, protectionism, and I just disagree with it. I think that all businesses should right. have a start. The mm-hmm. same people that mm-hmm. are saying no to this or for, for some mm-hmm. bureaucratic reason have kids that would benefit from this, for sure. Everybody's got a niece or nephew, yes. a friend who's got a child. There's no reason why every single child shouldn't do this. And that is our mission, is to teach every single child entrepreneurship at some stage in their life. They may not become entrepreneurs, but they'll understand the process of how businesses survive, and they will be ready to enter the workforce. No, they're going to have this, I guess, floor plan or our map of what to do forever. There's, right. These are things you would never forget, and you're teaching them when they were still like sponges and they absorb it. Well, it's like riding a bicycle. Right. 
you know, you can, generally speaking, get back on a bike right. at any age. <laughs> but why wait till you're, oh, finish school exactly. to ride the bike? That's, That's our point. Right, That's right. what I was thinking because as you were talking. Absolutely. I mean, if you can participate, I invite you to come to one of our events. And we oh, have we would love to do yeah. it. I'm come to like, a Best Tasting a, this coming weekend. Well, an application. Yeah, this weekend we've got multiple events going on from Best Tasting to we did a builder stand a couple weeks ago and leading up to a, a, the, the big Best Tasting competition, which is going to be held at the Children's museum um, in Houston. Uh, the, the idea is to get kids competitive, and even the kids that aren't competitive, they're learning some grit. They're learning about ideas. They're seeing what other kids are doing and they're participating together. It's giving together. them that, um, to take, it's taking the part that's so scary to get started away. It's the getting started and then going forward. And it's what people have to learn all their lives. It's like, just Absolutely. do it, like Nike says. Absolutely. All right, well, listen, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We are here with Stephen Gordon, the national president of Lemonade Day, talking about the event in Houston. It's going to be May 4th and 5th. In Galveston, it's May 4th. Is that correct, Stephen? That's correct. And uh, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the legislation that's going on in some different states. So we'll be right back. Are you interested in learning more about preparing quick, healthy, and safe meals for your family? Would you like to spend time with others learning tips and tricks, along with practicing and tasting nutritious food? If so, the On the Road to Healthy Living Mobile Cooking School is for you. Call Amy Ressler at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service at 936-539-7825 to find a class near you or volunteer to host a class. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. This is Rick, TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back -back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two for Tuesday, or a three for whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line, 936-647-3776, or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right, you can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. 
or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Today we are talking about Lemonade Day, and we have a special guest, Steve Gordon. He is the national president of Lemonade Day, and I want to talk about, I want to get to these these bills that are in some houses in different states, but Stephen, I gave you a little bit of introduction, but I just want you to talk for a couple of minutes. I saw your background was entrepreneurial and architecture. you started your own lawn cutting service when you were 12. Yeah. Could you just give us a brief background about how you got involved in this effort? Right. And what area are you like from Aggie land? Or are oh you like gosh. a burnt orange UT um, land? Or Well, I neither of those, but I do come, I'll get there, but it has something to do with the Southwest, old Southwest Conference. Okay. So um, I'll take you back to, oh my gosh, I'm going to date myself. Um, my, I, I was actually living with my family in South Africa. Okay. And um, uh, things were very bad around the time of the main riots that were going on in South, South Africa. And my so parents, during apartheid? Apartheid, or, okay. exactly. Uh-huh. This was the Soweto riots. My parents could not live under apartheid anymore. Mm-hmm. They recognized this was not a place to raise your children. This was not a place to have an opportunity. My dad was an entrepreneur. He, he They needed to get out. Mm-hmm. So they got out very quickly. Wow. And we arrived in Dallas because yeah. my father, the center of the universe. he said, there's this great DFW airport that just opened. Uh, right. If I'm going to start a business, I'm going to be in the middle of the country. And the people here are so nice. They are nice. And it kind of looks People like, in Houston are really nice. They too. are. They're too. nicer. Yeah. This is a great place to start a business. I mean, if you're going to look around they the are. country. Mm-hmm. And he came with the idea that he was going to take on Ma Bell. AT&T at the time no. had just been broken up, right? Yeah. And he saw an opportunity to get into the telex business. I mean, mm-hmm. think, you know, now he was in the hardware business, and he was, like, completely changing. That was here. very brave. Very brave, mm-hmm. giving up his friends, his family that were there, and packing your kids and landing on foreign shores. And he got a visa, which... Now, where are you? Were you born in South Africa? I was born in South Africa. Okay. Yeah. So I, I now amazing. I have to ask you, because we yeah. did a show on this, mm. naturalized citizen, citizen? Yeah, I'm a naturalized okay. citizen. Yes, <laughs> right. we, came, we came through so a very long... Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, English was my language, but <laughs> then my parents went through a very exhaustive legal process, which was very expensive, I can mm-hmm. tell you. And I, you know, so I understand the pressures of what we are facing now. But right. at the time we came, very quickly... I recognized that we were running out of money. My parents weren't saying a lot, but I noticed that there was... How old were you? I was almost 12. Okay, so you that's an age where you do understand. Oh, yeah. My dad went bankrupt when I was about 13, mm-hmm. and it's it's traumatizing because you can't work. Well, so. well, I didn't understand what was going on, but I knew that he was peddling as fast as he could to start right. his business. But mm-hmm. it, it, we were um, with my mother, my father, my two siblings, and my grandmother in a I think it was a two or three bedroom apartment mm-hmm. along with like the whole soccer team they had a whole <laughs> soccer team living there wow <laughs> they had the dallas whatever they were in the day and there was another family had come with us with had five daughters now we were eating in shifts because we didn't have enough utensils oh and my there was only two cars to get everybody around and he was a physician uh-huh. finishing his boards and my father and i recognized i needed to do something mm-hmm. <laughs> so i went down stairs to our apartment there was an old gentleman who had a lawnmower stuck underneath the stairs this uh-huh. is where we get the creative part of being uh-huh. an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and i said to him hey you know i noticed this thing's just sitting there how about i cut your grass he said, i love so, it he's like son i don't know you know this but i don't own this place you don't own it either right but if you go down the street there's some really nice big houses and i bet you those people let you cut the grass but you got to get that thing running first 
I was pretty handy as a kid, stripped it down, cleaned uh -huh, it, got it uh -huh. going. And with my grandmother, went down and we did flyers. Oh, wow. And handed out. And you no, didn't get in trouble for that? You wouldn't now? No, but uh, first <laughs> off, no phone, right? Uh -huh, so right. we come back and see you. I didn't even know what to charge. Before you know it, I had lawn cutting jobs that turned into pool cleaning gigs yeah. and then house uh -huh. painting. Yeah. Uh -huh. And by the time I was in high school, I had these great jobs. That's and fantastic. I had, wow. was making great money and I was contributing. And you know what? That carried me forward I, because I had a mentor, my grandmother, my mm -hmm. father, who was an incredible mentor as well. And things were amazing for me as as, as, as a launching point. So what a I've great always, foundation. Well, I've had a job ever since I was 12. Wow. I'm always, I That's worked incredible. through high school, I worked mm -hmm. through college. And probably loved every minute of it. Oh, absolutely. And mm -hmm. I wouldn't see it any other way. But right. I had my parents, and I think, I know, there's a little of that immigrant mentality of not being able to go back and no failure, right? Right. Uh, kind of kept stayed with me. Mm -hmm. So when I came to Lemonade Day, I had taken a, a pretty incredible path. I was able to go to an incredible college. I went where to was SMU. That? No, oh, good SMU. for you. Yeah. Okay. So, in, um, Dallas. in Dallas. Mustangs. So yeah. I was a Mustang. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. Southwest Conference. <laughs> and so I, I was blessed with incredible education. And and that, and having even more further in my life, mentors. One being my father-in-law, who was an incredible mentor, besides my father. That's wonderful. And then another gentleman who was a business mentor and his brother and uh, Houstonians who... Mm -hmm carried me and and showed me how to not only run a good business but um relationships and so what did marketing. you pull from your 12 to like 16 before you could actually work mm -hmm. um, what experience did you pull into that to be able to go forward in your college well years? nobody's going to give you anything you have to earn it yourself mm -hmm. well and if it, we could learn that if mm -hmm. our children could learn that they mm -hmm. would be so far ahead well the other thing i took was i was given a chance in, in essence, um, there were opportunities that kids today don't have. Yes, that's Going true. Going out and doing things today, there are certain things you have to be of a certain age mm -hmm. because this is how the ch child labor laws have mm -hmm. changed. You, for instance, you know, you can't even work for a mechanic unless you're 18. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I was working, cleaning, and fixing brakes on cars mm -hmm. when I was right. in college and high school. That was a great gig. Mm -hmm. I did brake work. Um, but I did everything because I wanted it for me. And I wasn't trying to collect. I think most people do want it for themselves, too. And you're exactly right. The roadblocks to getting into business right now are incredibly difficult because you can't go to subdivisions and pass flyers out. No. Usually there's some prohibition to it. Well, absolutely, especially with HOAs. Mm -hmm. So, no, right. there's, there's a complete understanding. And that's why looking at Lemonade Day today, for me, it's my, it was my destiny because along the way I also got involved. <laughs> Lemonade Day was your destiny. Yeah. Well, because I love it. I, my daughter had some very severe learning differences mm -hmm. and had to go to a special school in Houston mm -hmm. and I was very affected. Where'd she go? It's called the parish school. Mm -hmm. Part of that. And, very good. Um, so it's speech and language. Mm -hmm. And um, You were very affected by this? Um, my, 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 yes. Um, to the degree that I recognized that early intervention is uh, a model that really works. Mm -hmm. I saw it in my daughter. Mm -hmm. It changed our family. How old I, was she when she... So she went... There, she was about uh, first grade. Okay. And she couldn't Little. speak. I, we didn't realize this because her older, her younger sister, who's 20 months apart, was doing all the talking all for the her. All the talking <laughs> for her. <laughs> right, that so, happens. Right, and it was just an issue that happened in class, and we had her tested, and thank God for this school because mm -hmm. it, it really changed us. And I figured well, if it could change us and my family, you know, uh, and, and it's about early intervention and the way that, that, that 
you can teach kids and you can reframe situations and they can learn. Take advantage of their, uh, what they are good at, what their talents are that no one's seen. And you need to bring those out because my Absolutely. son was in the arts program since he was mm -hmm. in like first grade too. Mm -hmm. And we didn't recognize it until just the same way. It happens uh, until so we, often. he was around groups of people. Right. Yes. And then he felt intimidated right. and he needed something like this structure to really make him blame. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also about self-esteem. Mm -hmm. yes. And I saw yes. that as well. So that's the other thing that I mm -hmm. knew. I knew I was a very, I had a very um, personable personality, mm -hmm. um, the way to say it, but I had confidence <laughs> and I always was, it was always blue sky. I could do this. Mm -hmm. Nothing could stop me. Right. Mm -hmm. But I've always had that attitude about mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. um, and I always I learned from my mother, who was an incredible volunteer, mm -hmm. even when as an immigrant, she would immediately found some place to volunteer because she couldn't mm -hmm. work, so she volunteered. Yeah, when you mm -hmm. volunteer, though, that leads into something else. It oh, always, always does. does. It mm -hmm. opens the doors. It mm -hmm. opens doors. Serving God by serving others. Mm -hmm. yeah, that was mm -hmm. an incredible experience. Mm -hmm. So you take that that experience with the parish school and my understanding of nonprofits and working on several other boards mm -hmm. and being involved with finance and being a treasurer and fundraising. And then the Lemonade Day opportunity kind of came around, and I thought, you know what? I'm putting the two things together that I love more than anything with this youth entrepreneur youth uh how'd you find out about lemonade day it was actually through a headhunter oh really <laughs> interesting to me right i mean they were looking for the right you, person they just saw that you had all the your right and you I, dovetailed together and you'd and be perfect for this time of my life where i was i just uh, participated in a new startup and i was kind of looking for something a little bit so you had all the background that, and everything came together you had the, your own experience your daughter's experience your your educational experience and then this kind of as it always does, the opportunity comes it to you. It came to me, but I had to work for it again mm -hmm. to prove to them that I was worthy for the position. <laughs> they were being very um, selective, and they needed to be. This is a very important mm -hmm. movement. Yeah. And I would give a lot of credit to the board, the current board, mm -hmm. and to the board chair who's done a phenomenal job. He is originally from Lubbock, mm -hmm. fortunately for the Texas Tech last night, but oh. he is from Lubbock. And <laughs> yes, yeah. we wanted to yeah. be so But it's Texan, you know, it's that mm -hmm. Texas spirit, and we're going to do this. And right. So I found it, and I truly say it is my destiny. I feel like I'm doing the work that needed to be done. I'm paying forward all the great opportunities that I have, and I want kids to understand that they Oh, you're giving do. back. I love it. Mm -hmm. Right, and they're going to have the opportunity. Mm -hmm. They're just not going to find it the places that we may have found it mm -hmm. back in the... 70s right. and mm -hmm. the 80s, <laughs> but we're going to find places where they can do it now. And so we're going to provide safe places for them to do it. Which kind of leads us into Lemonade Day yes. and how uh, and how that, that works and how do the kids apply and where mm -hmm. do they put their stands and how mm -hmm. do you help them do that? How does right. that all work? Yeah, so Lemonade Day is structured. Um, and it's structured around the concept that um, uh, we create community events, mm -hmm. um, but it, the, it's curriculum. So we provide the kids two ways to do curriculum. They can go to our website, go to lemonade.org. Mm -hmm. When you land on the main landing page, click find your city mm -hmm. and find the closest market to you. And you go in and register. Okay. And you can you do it online? You can do it online. That's okay. really the only way to do it right. is okay. to go online. And so if you don't have a computer at home, go to the library, right. mm -hmm. go to school, talk mm -hmm. to your teacher, find somebody who can lo lo log you on. Pretty much every phone's got a, basically a way you can Absolutely. do it now. <laughs> and that's the thing. It, it, it exists. Actually, our program, we can teach it to you through the phone. Wow. So our program, good. we currently have we have a digital format called Lemonopolis. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and then we have the workbooks. And mm -hmm. either way, you're going to get a great grounding. Uh, and, and you will need a little mentor, mm -hmm. a mentorship, because there, you will need an adult to help you go to the store, 
get your lemonade stand to the curb, and you always want to have somebody there with you as a child. Mm -hmm. So parents who are listening, this could be your kids, your neighbor's kids, your grandkids, anybody you know should get involved. Uh, even your coworkers, you should tell them about. Do this. you present this at schools or churches or? Uh... Yeah, so we do, and we we do uh, faith based. Mm -hmm. uh, get it for free. We the Y, uh, Big right. Brothers Big Sisters, uh -huh. Boys and mm -hmm. Girls Club, mm -hmm. you name it, we give it to them. Okay. And then we help them facilitate the teachings because we do training. Okay. For the trainers, where we want help and where uh, your listeners can help is mm -hmm. they could be the mentor, and the mentor is not like, oh, I can't do this because I've never done entrepreneurship before. But the way that we help you teach it is phenomenal. We provide support. We mm -hmm. provide an app. We provide a guide. Mm -hmm. We provide assets. It's not that difficult. All you're doing is giving the kids confidence and affirmations and helping them work through the strategies. Because the kids need to do a lot of this on their own. It's that amount of work that becomes the social-emotional piece that we work with and... We use the developmental assets. These are 40 developmental assets created by the Search Institute that help kids come to find right choices. These mm -hmm. are the choices that are healthy choices mm -hmm. about decisions. Mm -hmm. And we cover every one of those developmental assets. We're the only program that they claim, they know, that hits on every one of the 40. That's incredible. Assets. Okay, that goes to my, my next question. Mm -hmm. And I do a lot of mm -hmm. uh, work with... Um, uh, because I'm going to do criminal defense for mm. juveniles. Mm. Uh, I, I, these people have not made good choices. Yeah. They did not have mentors. Mm -hmm. They try to get mentors, and then they get the mentor right. gets kind of uh, upset with them. Or they, they feel like they're not holding up to the end of the bargain, and they dump that mentor, yeah. and then they're, they're, doing, they're, they're back on the street selling mm. things they shouldn't be selling but mm. doing very good at it, right. so they really needed a better mentor. So uh, what are the, uh, the qualifications to be a mentor? Because you wouldn't want a bad mentor. No, I mean, I, th I think really there's not a standard of education required to be a mentor. I think what you, to be a mentor is to be available to the child when they need you to do the things that they can't do. And I'm going to be very specific. Okay. okay. So um, making up a price list. So kids can have a pretty good idea by Googling prices, but making sure that that's legitimately a price. And Having somebody to bounce it off. So do you think $5 a cup is reasonable? Not really. <laughs> Starbucks would but, charge Yeah, that. <laughs> so maybe we need to think, because really it's about building your plan. So if it's $5 a cup, you're only planning on selling 10 cups to make mm -hmm. your $50. Well, let's talk about really pricing it at a dollar. I think dollar. it's location, location. If you well, were in the woodlands, $5 would be cheap. <laughs> well, okay. And it is about location as well. But I think there needs to be a little bit of realism. So mm -hmm. it's part of that. The other part is going and buying the supplies. Mm -hmm. The also other part is being the lender to that child. Mm -hmm. Because what we want the kids to understand is it's going to cost you about $20 to $25 for your supplies. Uh -huh. Let's just say a number. We should be able to pay that back to your lender. Uh -huh. Unless you're going to go and somebody's going to give that to you for free by maybe some going to a neighbor. But if you think about starting a business, there's only so much in-kind or free you're going to get. Right. At some point, you're going to have to pony up to mm -hmm. buy right. supplies. In real life. Mm -hmm. In real life. Get that computer program built. Have that computer that, you know, get your internet. Mm -hmm. So what we're teaching the kids is to go get these items. And that's when the mentor needs to step in. Also, the day of the lemonade day, getting you to your location. But where there, are the parents in this? I mean, Oh, I'm, of course. The parents are a big part of this. And okay. parents are mentors. They're the mentors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I think right. most So who, what kid doesn't have a parent that wouldn't be the mentor? That's what's confusing Oh, yeah, so me. let's, I'll tell you right now. So there's, um, there are schools mm -hmm. that are, um, the teacher is, is, has the, is with burden with a lot of things that they're teaching. Right. Well, now we brought Lemonade Day into the, 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 the classroom. That teacher may not have 
the personal resources to be able to talk about location, location. Right. Uh, to talk about marketing, to talk about okay. branding. Well, what are their parents? Well, okay, so we asked the parents to participate as well. But remember, these are the schools that I'm talking about are the schools that are not performing Typically, oh, okay. Yeah. So the parent may be the parent of 10 kids or they're working three jobs and they just don't right. have the resources. There's not a lot of resources. These are inner right. city schools. Okay. And so, I mean, these are the kids that need it the most. Yes. So we recognize mm -hmm. that the parents aren't always going to be there because they've got jobs. Okay. They're out doing things that they're that doing. Right. Mm -hmm. They're having to work. Mm -hmm. They can't come to school at a 2 o'clock on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is we're going to our partners. We're going to Cadence Bank. Mm -hmm. We're going uh, to Amogee Bank. Who are our partners in Houston, mm -hmm. and they're providing us with mentors. Okay, and, and where they do they in. get those from? Their staff? From they... their staff. Good. But how staff. do you vet out a, a mentor in case you have somebody that may be going into this for the wrong reasons? They well, they before they can go into the school, they got to do a background check. Okay, good. So okay. they run the background check. Okay. Okay. Now we're not pairing up kids with mentors in their homes. Mm -hmm. We do not do that. Right. Okay. And I will mention, like, we do military bases. That uh -huh. is one of the greatest programs we do. We're on six military bases. Really? Fantastic. And those kids are mentored by their parents and their siblings and their aunts and uncles. Uh -huh. And that is one of the greatest programs that happens on military bases. But really? But we're not uh -huh. bringing people into the base. It's done locally within right. your community. And you just don't get involved in that no, aspect. No, we well, don't. Well, I want to talk about the house bills. We've got yes, sure. just a couple of minutes. So How let's talk about... We've got five minutes. Okay, okay. So let's talk about what's going on and where it's going on. Okay, so House Bill 234 came up. Is um, in Texas. Is in Texas. So mm -hmm. there's a young um, third-term um, representative um, from Tarrant County. His name is Matt Krause. Mm -hmm. Matt has four or five young kids. Mm -hmm. Matt recognized one day while watching TV, he saw the story about how um, a, a lemonade company was, had created this legal aid. And it was really a marketing ploy to provide uh, legal assistance to anybody who got hit with a permit issue. And okay. they said they'll pay him out of the permit. The way I looked at it was, this is just kicking the can down the road. This is not solving anybody's problem. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was not really behind this whole concept. But Matt knew the same thing. This is just kicking the can down the road. we got to do something about this. Uh -huh. And then he saw what would, and, and then, of course, Matt contacted me mm -hmm. and our organization, uh, Lemonade Day, to talk about, hey, you know what, if we bring up this bill, what could this look like? And we were like, oh, you've got to do this. So let's yes. look and see what's happened in Utah, because that was the first state, which was really a three-line sentence mm -hmm. that squeaked through without anybody really making a big deal about it. But that was the first state that basically did put up something on the books that said... So let me ask you how mm -hmm. they did that. They have a three-line thing, and it's presented to their congressman that's local, and he pushes it on to the House or right. wherever. So it depends, right. So in Texas, it starts with a House um, rep, um, sponsoring the bill. Okay. They're going to sponsor this bill. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, if you've got an idea, you know, it could be anything, but let's just take this bill. And so Matt had this idea that, you know what, we need to allow kids to sell lemonade at their lemonade stand. Anytime mm -hmm. they Anytime want. Anytime they want. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, all right. So we start out with a broad idea, okay? But, of course, it's really broad, and he said, well, we'll make it in public spaces. And so he put it in public spaces. So the way that it was originally written, what I thought was, you know, it was a little bit limiting. Maybe we could increase the scope of what we were trying to do. Mm -hmm. But so Matt started us out. And so he then kind of, um, he will talk it up around with other reps in the house to see if there's general support. Mm -hmm. Because he knows that he's going to need other co-signers to go with him. Right. And he seeks support. I mean, okay. this is a very elementary sort of 101. Right. But also he recognized that it needed to be bipartisan. 
Right. All right. So he, we have a lot of champions in Lemonade Day. These are people that support us in local markets. Uh And we have many reps and senators in Texas who knew about Lemonade Day, who supported in their local markets Uh and got behind it very quickly and contacted Matt. And before you know it, we had over 30 or so immediately supporting their sponsors. So Uh this was great. So we had the sponsorship. But the first step is to go into uh, um, have it heard in a public hearing. And so you have to give testimony. So it went to state affairs, Uh was the first committee, Uh which was in the House. Okay, And in the House, state affairs, I brought in three Lemonade Day kids. Oh, good. And they crushed it. Forget about my testimony. (laughs) Their testimony... I mean, Where was the hearing? Was it, it was in, in Austin, in, in the Capitol. Okay. So underneath the Capitol, in the administrative section, uh-huh. you do a hearing. In this big, big room, and you've got all these I, adults. I love it. Can't and there these is... kids stepped up, this seven-year-old Brandon. I mean, Branson, completely knocked out of the park. A little bow with lemons right. on it. Yeah. We have Michaela Oma, who is a Lemonade Day kid, who got funded on Shark Tank oh, no. with her lemonade. That's right. unbelievable. And another young man who created something called Trash Bots. He created science kits for kids all over the world. Uh-huh. Kids got great testimony. Wow, that's, those, are, those are great reps. Passed the, that committee unanimously uh-huh. and yeah. went on to the House floor where it got voted on, again, unanimously and uh-huh. passed. Now, this yeah. all started in November with Matt when he filed the bill. Mm-hmm. We made it to the committee in February. Mm-hmm. And in March, we passed already the House. Now it's in the Intergovernmental Relations Committee in the okay. Senate, and that's where it is as of March 27th. It should be heard within the next two weeks okay. where we'll give testimony again. Mm-hmm. And we've made a few modifications to the bill to include public parks. And there is a HOA statement in there that still has some clarifications. So that we and it has their neighbor, their oh own neighborhood in it, it, doesn't it? They can create a lemonade right. stand so and pass a bill. Right. Well, but right. so it started in Utah with three lines. Well, really, it was just three very lines. And it was somebody there who was about, you know, libertarian, who really understood that, you know, there was, it was all about freedom to, to, for, for business entrepreneurship and, mm-hmm. and, and the rights. Freedom of commerce. For, for freedom of commerce. Right. Uh-huh. Exactly. And that it made it, itself through. And that was sort of like the kickoff. That's great. And then it spread to Colorado, where I was just last week with the governor, where we signed the bill in Colorado. That's fantastic. Which was a, an honor did to be there the with the governor. Did you have the same little kids up there? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, we did. We had amazing kids, right? And then um, now we are in Texas. And you know, I think Texas is a great place for business. This is where we should be doing it. We, we didn't do it first. We'll be the light for the nation. But our bill is going to be the best bill because uh, the way we we're writing. We are so glad you were on the show today. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you, Stephen Gordon. LemonadeDay.org. And remember to serve God by serving others and be a mentor for Lemonade Day. That's right. LemonadeDay.org, guys. Thank you, Thanks Stephen. All right. We'll see pleasure. you next week. Thanks for checking out this show on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. This show is owned and produced by Lone Star Community Radio and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. For more information about this show, to be a guest or to sponsor, just contact the studio at 936-647-3776 to leave a message.